Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. It's the Super Bowl show presented by Northwest Tank Lines to deliver and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, here's Bob the Moj Marjanovich. Welcome to episode three of the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl show. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovich coming to you from the Los Angeles Convention Center Radio Row. Super Bowl 56, it's the Rams and the Bengals, and we continue to cover the big game. We will have a monster, monster show for you today. How about these guests? How about San Francisco 49er all-world wide receiver Debo Samuel? How about three-time Super Bowl champion LeGarrette Blunt? How about Joshua Palmer? Josh Palmer of the Chargers, outstanding young Canadian receiver. We've got a lot of stuff on this show today and even more to come throughout the course of the week. So we will talk football, we will have entertainment, and we will just have a lot of fun. It's the Super Bowl Show presented by Northwest Tank Lines. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus, food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number three in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovich. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show coming to you from Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center, Super Bowl 56, featuring the Rams and the Bengals. And our next guest is a man who just lit up the National Football League this year. 1,405 yards receiving. Also ran for 365 yards. Eight touchdowns rushing, six receiving. Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. Welcome 
Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. You're here with Old Spice, of course. Um, Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Deodorants and Body Washes, crafted to be gentle on skin with ridiculously long-lasting freshness. You can buy Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend in stores now. We had Justin Jefferson on yesterday, and we asked him the same question I'll ask you. Do you ever play with that guy that basically needed all the help he could get when it came to, like, deodorant? You know the guy that... Might not even shower after practice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely got a couple of those. Guys. Oh, you got in San Francisco? Yeah, we got a Even in the them. NFL? We got a couple of them. Yeah? You're not going to name names, though, right? No, nah, I ain't going to name drop. <laughs> I'm not going to name drop. <laughs> hey, the one thing about the 49ers, I got to tell you, I don't know if you uh, you probably do know this, but, man, the reach the 49ers have in terms of fans. Like in Vancouver, I'd say the 49ers are probably the, one of the more popular NFL teams. Do you see that when you travel, like w- wherever you go? It, it's, a, it's amazing to see, like, how many fans actually travel to the away games? So most of our away games is home games. If you if you really look at it, uh, like this year, we went to Jacksonville, and I'm just looking around. I'm like, we just out there talking, and we like, God, dog, our fans travel everywhere. So it's just it's just crazy. What's it mean to be a 49er for you? I mean, with the legacy they have with Montana, Rice, Super Bowl, mm-hmm. Steve Young, and stuff. It means a lot, um, and it, it means a lot to to see those guys around a little bit too, like Jerry Rice and. Steve Young came um, my second year and, and talked to the team, and I had a chance to meet him. But this is great just to be around all those guys. Yeah, and you look at the history that they have, and, of course, you want to make your own history with this team. Man, I'm, how tough is it to be here this week? Because a lot of times when you talk to athletes, it's like the worst part of losing in the playoffs is those two, three weeks, whatever, until the championship is decided, and then kind of everyone's on equal footing again. Right. Right, I mean – I imagine it's got to sting a little bit to be oh, here this thing, week. Oh, it stings. Um, I, but Old Spice I, I, is compensating it for that sting, right? <laughs> yeah, they're definitely doing that. But uh, it, it actually stings. Um, I haven't got over it yet. And it, it just, when I, walk, when I walked in here and I seen all this stuff in here, I'm like, God, dog, like, me and my guys should be here. Well, if you're in the game, you wouldn't be here. You'd be sequestered in a hotel. So right. the thing is, you will get here with that team that you have. And let's talk a little bit about that 49er team this year. I'll be honest. I, I was one of those guys when I looked at Jimmy Garoppolo. I was like, this guy, you know, and I was a critic. And I think a lot of people were. But I think the one thing with Jimmy Garoppolo this year, I think he earned a lot of respect for what he did and the way he battled throughout the course of the year. So um, a lot of people don't know that the, the injuries that Jimmy was dealing with. A lot of people don't know the injuries that Jimmy was dealing with with his thumb. He really couldn't grip the ball the way he wanted to, so that's why some of the balls kind of came out wrong. And he also had a shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just little things that you just hear, the people saying, like, Jimmy this, Jimmy that, but little do you know you don't know what he's going through. Um, but like I said, uh, I'm a Jimmy fan and forever going to be a Jimmy fan, whether he's with us or not. It's just the, the toughness and the dedication that he has to play this game. Does that frustrate you? Uh, it it kind of did when I see people, you know what I'm saying? I, that's why I, I, I got in the media and I defend him because not too many people know what he's going through. Yeah, and, and, you know, like I said, to me, what he did even in that game against the Rams in the regular season where he brings you guys back from the brink of elimination and, and you know, you wind up winning that football game. And you guys had a great run in the playoffs other than, of course, the Rams. But what was it about this 49er team that was able to go in there and compete and win football games when it mattered most? Um, I think we we when we started off three and three and five, uh, we knew it was a way better team than when what, what we had on paper. Um, at the end of the year, I think that we had a top five defense. Um, I don't know where the offense was ranked, but 
Um, defense wins games. No, no question. If you don't, if you don't stop, stop people on third down, you're not going to win the game. But um, after that three and five run, we had to come together meeting as a team, and we just knew that we was way better than what we had on the ta- on, on paper. So um, after that, uh, we hit the. I think we played the Rams that Monday night, and that's when our stretch hit. After that win, and we just we just hit the ground running. That was the one thing about that victory against the Rams is like you imposed your will on them, running the football forty times and just saying stop us. And, like, when you're doing that as an offense, uh, I mean, it lifts the entire team. And conversely, if you're on the other side of the ball and you know the run's coming and you can't do anything about it, it's probably the most demoralizing thing you have in football, right? Correct. This year, like I said, the the numbers were crazy, Debo. 1,405 yards receiving, 365 yards rushing. They used you all over the place. (laughs) I mean, knowing this from prehistoric times when I played when they had team photos in black and white, you go through practice, you put stuff in, and you never ran it in a game. You know what it's like. Right. But what was it like actually this year when they put stuff in? People were going to line you up a tailback, and then you actually ran it in the game. Right. I mean, how much fun was that with all the creativity you had with that 49er <laughs> offense? It was amazing. Um, I, I started to like it after, like, the second week I was doing it. I was like, all right, this kind of, you know what I'm saying, could, could be something. It ended up being something uh, to help the team on this long run that we had. So you talk about the creativity that they have. I mean, what was your favorite? part of that offense you like coming out of the backfield the slot wide out i mean what was it for you I, it, it, me personally it didn't even matter to me as long as i got the ball i'm good <laughs> <laughs> just put the ball in your hands yes, and you're happy this game on sunday um i know it's pretty tough to to look at it from an analytical point of view but what do you see in terms of x's and o's and how this game lines up um i think outside the the Bengals has a, a great receiver core um but i i look back to um, when when they played the Titans, um, and he got sacked nine times, and they don't yeah. have a Von Miller or Aaron Donald or Leonard Floyd up front, so it's kind of I'm just thinking of, of along the lines like it, it's going to be tough for them to, you know, what I'm saying, kind of move the ball if they struggled a little bit against the Titans front, which the Titans front is really good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but you know, what I'm saying you have one of the best defensive players to ever play the game, Aaron Donald. Um, and it, 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 he's, he can win a game by himself. He's, he's proven it over and over. I can just go back to my second year in the league when we played him at home, and we, we had their number, but he almost came back and won that game for him himself. So if you're game planning as the Bengals OC, what are you doing to negate that pass rush? You are worried about your number one priority is 99 and 5. So do you run at him, or do you get the ball out of Burrow's hands quickly? You do what you can to win. I can't say what you should do mm-hmm. or you just do what you can to win. When you watch a game like that, do you watch receivers specifically or do you just watch it as a fan? I just I just watch the game yeah. as a whole, yeah. Yeah. Any predictions? Um not gonna uh, I, I, I me personally I think I think the Rams are gonna win this. One. All right, for all those forty nine er fans that we have in Vancouver, and trust me, there are a ton of them. There I'm not joking. I know like the PR guy, the media relations guy for the Lions, Matt Baker, he's a 49er fan. I got all these other friends, Marco, they're all 49er fans. You what do you tell 49er fans about your team for next year? It's gonna be a very, very fun season next year. We we gave you a glimpse of what we're capable of at uh towards the end of this year and it's we just look we just have a faster start next year. And I know you're gonna get paid in the offseason, hopefully as well. <laughs> so Debo, congratulations. Great stuff today, and again, thanks to Old Spice. Gentlemen's blend, deodorants, and body washes crafted to be gentle on skin with ridiculously long-lasting freshness. You can buy Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend in stores now. Debo Samuel, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Debo Samuel, the outstanding wide receiver of the San Francisco 49ers, paying us a visit. 
For reminder, the biggest game in football is this Sunday. You don't need to be writing it. You know who writes that stuff. Two best places to catch the game are the Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at the Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Ronnie Patterson is pouring it himself, plus food features and football prizing all day long. Meanwhile, at the Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game prizing and activities. Football Sunday, catch the game at the Pioneers Pub, number three in Williams and Richmond, or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines. Looking for tires? Looking to meet your automotive needs? Looking for great service? Well, it's the Moj, and whenever it comes to tires or meeting those automotive needs, I only send my friends to one place, OK Tire and Langley. OK Tire and Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Delaney's OK Tire and Langley, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Hey, it's the Moj, and if you're looking to stock up for the big game, well, we will tell you three great plays. If you're in New Westminster, check out the River's Reach Liquor Store on 6th Street. In Port Moody, visit the Newport Liquor Store, and in Coquitlam, stop by the Johnston Street Liquor Store. Three stores with a lot in common. A great selection of wine, beer, and spirits, great service, and great prices. So huddle up at the River's Reach, Johnston Street, and Newport Liquor Stores to score big. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by The Landing Pub and Grill in Ladner, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovich. This is the Northwest Tank Line Super Bowl Show coming to you from Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center for Super Bowl 56 featuring the Bengals and the Rams. Our next guest knows all about the Super Bowl because he is a three-time Super Bowl champion. He is LeGarrette Blunt. He is here. LeGarrette, welcome. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on, Bob. Man, man, you, pleasure. You got the bling going. You got the ring. What year is that that you got the Super Bowl ring? Uh, the very first one. The very first one, 2014. The, the most special one? Yeah. yeah. That I wouldn't say that. But but it, it's the very first one because, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of guys don't ever get a very first one. You talk about these Super Bowls. Um, what's it like when you win the very first one? Uh, you know what? Uh, the feeling is indescribable when you win the very first one because, I mean, let's be real. Everybody that plays this game goes into this game um, with that one goal in mind, and that's to go get that championship ring. Um and, and, I mean, we, we was talking about it before we came on air. There's a lot of Hall of Famers. There's a lot of guys that has never even, you know, had a chance to even play in one of those games. And there's some Hall of Famers that's never even been in the playoffs, you know. So Barry um, Sanders. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you know it's, and, 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 and it's not um, wasted, wasted, his, wasted talent is the wrong way to, way to use it because obviously everyone knows how good Barry Sanders was and what he'd done for the game. But, you know, obviously if he was in a different situation, you know, how much better could he have been? You know, how much, you know, obviously if, if some of these teams that went to the Super Bowl and lost, if they had someone like Barry Sanders, would they have won? You know, so it's, 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 a, lot of, it's a lot of things that play in the fact of, you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl, it's just, 
you know, it's a tough, it's a tough place to get, man. And, yeah. and you know, somebody like Brady, you know, is, is blessed to go there, you know, ten times, I think. You know, it's interesting. We'll get to Brady in a second, but when you think about Super Bowls and you know when you win them, when you win them early in your career, if you're a rookie, your first year guy, yeah. you go, we'll be back next year. You don't realize how hard it is. It took you what five, six years before you won your first one. Yeah, uh, four, four. Uh, so I played Tampa my first three years. I played in New England for one year, and then the very next year. Yep, so, four, it, yep. so like you've been in the league a while. So, did you have a, a greater sense of appreciation for it then? Before, before winning, the, the, no, the very first one that you won because oh, yeah. you've been in the league for oh, a while, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this game don't last forever for us, so you know, whenever you do get a chance, an opportunity to go to one of these and. You know, I, I know everyone says take full advantage of it, but obviously it has to be one winner and one loser. And um, you know, you know, it's, it's you got to just take it all in because it's like I said, you can't take it for granted. It's only some of these some guys that I, I know have only went to that one Super Bowl yeah. and they've never been back. You know, and they're still in the NFL. You know, and and, and they haven't been back since. So. Um, I would just say, you know, take full advantage of it, take it all in because it is few and far in between. Yeah, and you talk to guys that have been there, never won it, and their careers are over. And you know, right. they'll put the tupus a guy yeah. like that when they lost to Pittsburgh, and those guys to this day, that, that stings, yeah, it right? Does. I mean, yeah. it, it stings so much. You see it on TV, you hear people talk about it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you've won three of them. I mean, what were the commonalities, Legarrette, between those three teams that won Super Bowls? Uh, I say the most common thing is 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 the confidence, you know, and the physicality, um, the leadership, you know, some of those things. Um, obviously, Bill leads different than Doug. Um, you know, New England plays different type of football than Philly. You know, so so those things are, you know, when it comes to the teams, um, I think I think the similarities is is just, you know, obviously the coaching. The coaching staff is, you know, they're gonna they bring two different things to the table, but at the same time, they both share one common goal. Um, the the team, I think, the physicality on both teams that I've played on the Super Bowl with, the physicality is there. Um, and and man, defensively, I, I I mean, I'm not a defensive player, but defensively, man, I I just don't think, I don't think you, I don't think you, no one wins the Super Bowl if your team isn't really really good defensively. Yeah, and I, the other thing, too, that I was going to throw in, and, you know, you talk to, to athletes who have won championships, the, the one thing you always hear is the buy-in from everyone, right? I mean, it's not just about the stars on offense right. or it's, you know, the guys on defense. It's, hey, man, if you're on specials, we need you. Yeah. And those guys have to buy in. Yeah. And those leaders bring those guys along and make them feel just as valuable as, say, that star receiver Correct. or that star running back. Do you see that with the teams that you're on yeah. as well? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you got you to gotta, you gotta find a way as a head coach. You got to find a way to make everybody buy in. Uh, make everybody know that everybody does their own part and everybody's part is just as important as the next. You know, when it, 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 even, a, you know, a starter, a practice player guy, you just know that, you know, obviously you guys didn't contribute on the field whenever it comes to, you know, us winning this. But obviously we couldn't get prepared to win this game without having you guys here to prepare us. You know, so it's, 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 it, it all goes full circle, you know, when it comes to, trying to get prepared and having everybody buy all in. You know, you can't have any anybody that's on the outskirts, you know, or have anybody that's saying, you know, ah, oh, man, well, you know, hopefully we do this or hopefully we do that. You know, you got to have everybody with full confidence and knowing that, you know, our preparation is going to put us in the best position to win. You talked about Tom Brady. You played with him in New England. Um, when I look at New England and what they have done, 
and with all due respect, it's when I think of great teams and dynasties, you think of the Cowboys, Aikman, Smith, Irvin, I mean, 49ers, Craig, yep. Rice, Montana, you think of those, you know, those three, four guys. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Brady, I mean, you might say Gronk's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Randy Moss is, but he only played like one year, right? Yeah. And to me, what that really shows what, what they did in New England is what we talked about is that buy-in because they did it with so many support, different supporting casts. Right. It wasn't always the same group of guys. Right. It was always that changing, but somehow they got everybody to buy in all the time. I think that's one of the great skills of Belichick and Brady was being able to do that. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, once the, once, the tra- once the tradition starts of you, you know, winning a lot of games and um, going to the playoffs all the time, that's pretty enticing when it comes to a free, be, being a free agent, you know what I'm saying, or, 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 you know, getting traded or whatever the case is. That's pretty enticing. Um, you know, who doesn't want to go to New England when you know you're going to win 12 games? Yeah. Who doesn't want to go to New England you know you're going to go to the playoffs? Who doesn't know to go to New England you know, you know, no matter, you know, and, and it's crazy, um, no matter who the quarterback is, you still have a chance. And that's no knock against Mac. you know what I'm saying, because yeah. I think Mac is going to be – an amazing quarterback in this league for a really long time. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, but, I mean, you know, you, you, you're going to Super Bowls with, with you know, obviously, Brady for 20 years. Um, even before Brady, when Bledsoe was there, you know, these guys were there. You know, even Matt Castle was in there winning. You know, it's just it's – just, it's, it's a winning culture in New England. No matter where you – no matter who you are, once you come there, if you buy into the program and into what they're doing, you're going to become a winner. Best Brady story. Uh, I I'll give you a, I'll give you a PG thirteen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, this is a podcast. You can go R rated <laughs> if you want. Um, man, I, I'm gonna just say uh, one of the one of the one of the best Brady stories I could give you is. Uh, one of my very first times meeting him um, when I got to New England. Uh, I mean, you, you you see these, and so they have every every team has a you know um, a locker, and you have like your towel and mm-hmm. you, you, all that stuff in there. And um, and he was probably one of the only ones that didn't have any of that. Um, you know, he had his custom made Tom Brady robe, custom made Tom <laughs> Brady slippers, custom made Tom Brady. Everything and uh, low uh, loofah, whatever you call it, uh, and he had and he had all this um, custom Tom Brady stuff and um and I and I, and I asked him if I could ask him say hey man how you get all that right there uh, I'm trying to get some Laguerre Blunt stuff you know you know what I'm saying and uh, <laughs> and uh, and the last thing and the, and the next thing he said to me was um you know um can you can he asked me can I can you afford um Tom Ford because that's who makes all this for me. Uh-huh. And uh, and obviously at the time I ain't making a lot of money, so I couldn't afford no Tom Ford stuff because a robe there would cost probably like two G's or something like that. And uh, and 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 that's 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 as, that's as good as I got for you. That's the best PG thirteen I got for you. I can't tell you any Super Bowl. Tom Ford, I got Tom Ford cologne. That's like three hundred bucks yeah, Canadian. Yeah, so imagine a shoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> a, imagine a robe. Hey, um, couple things before we let you go. You, we know you're in a tight schedule. Um, the game itself. Who do you like and why? Uh, the game itself, um, I'm gonna go with the Rams, and uh, that's why that's why that's why I feel has the best chance to win the game, um, you know. But at the same time, I felt that the Kansas City Chiefs had the best chance to win the game against against you know Cincy last time. So, and I was wrong about that. 
So, but um, I think that, you know, the quarterback situation is pretty even. Even though Burrow is younger, the quarterback situation is pretty even. Um, I think the advantage comes on, on when you when you go to the wide receivers. You know, um, obviously they probably don't have any. They probably have one guy that could probably match up with uh, Cup. I just don't think they can have anybody that can match up with Odell. And I think he's going to be the X factor for this game. All right, LGs feel good. Uh, Facebook's the best way to, to get more information on your products. Um, you can you can go to lgsfeelgood.com. Okay. Um, that's the website, so that's that's the best way to go see everything and and check out every single product. Uh, it tells you every it tells you everything that's in it and what it does. Um, kind of just piggybacks what I told you and um, everything that I told you guys. So, um, lgsfeelgood.com is is where you find the product. And you're coming to Vancouver. You golf? I'm I will golf, but I'm not the best <laughs> golfer. <laughs> hey, as long as you like having a good time, I have a golf tournament every summer. You got an open invite. We'll I get got you. Up there. I appreciate it, man. Let me know. Legarrett, great stuff stopping by and uh, continued success with LG's Feel Good and all the products you got going on. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Three-time Super Bowl champion Legarrett Blunt had a great time talking football, talking Vancouver with Legarrett. Looking for tires, looking to meet your automotive needs, looking for great service. Well, I'm going to tell you where to go. All right. When it comes to tires or meeting any of those automotive needs, I send my friends to only one place. OK Tire in Langley. OK Tire in Langley is more than just tires. It's about complete automotive care, and it's about being treated right by my good friends, the Delaney family. Of course, Trevor now retired, Clayton and Brett running the show. Every time I send people there, they love it, and they just talk about the great service they get at OK Tire in Langley. Check it out, 19863 Fraser Highway, or call them at 604-530-2545. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. The biggest game in football is this Sunday. And the two best places to catch the action are Pioneers Pub and Ladner Landing. The crew at Pioneers Pub in Richmond are ready to welcome you with the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town. Plus, food features and football pricing all day long. Meanwhile, at Ladner Landing, you'll be greeted by the best selection of cold craft beer and plenty of big game pricing and activities. Football Sunday. Catch the game at Pioneers Pub at number 3 in Williams in Richmond or the Landing Pub and Liquor Store in Ladner. Northwest Tank Lines is North America's premier tank truck company. Northwest hauls more than 50,000 bulk loads every year, safely and on time. It's why Northwest Tank Lines is the company others want to be. A family business with dedicated employees since 1955, Northwest Tank Lines provides exceptional service, state-of-the-art equipment, and the leading drivers. Northwest Tank Lines, driven to deliver. For more information, visit northwesttanklines.com. This is the Super Bowl Show, presented by Northwest Tank Lines and sponsored in part by the Pioneers Pub Richmond, OK Tire Langley, and the Rivers Reach Liquor Store. Now, here again from Radio Row at Super Bowl 56 in L.A., Bob the Moj Marjanovic. This is the Northwest Tank Lines Super Bowl Show, coming to you from Radio Row for the 21st year. We're here at the Los Angeles Convention Center, of course, Super Bowl 56 with the Rams and the Bengals. And speaking of Los Angeles, our next guest is a member of the Chargers receiving corps. And more importantly, 
He is a Canadian from Brampton, Ontario. He is the one and only Joshua Josh Palmer. Josh, thanks for stopping by. Oh, no, no problem. Thank you for having me. So you're probably thinking to yourself, they got people from Canada here? This must be big, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't know it's my first time here, so. Um, but it's quite it's quite the thing, though. Quite the operation, isn't mm-hmm. it? What are your thoughts? Uh, So this is all this is called Radio Row? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought Radio Row was just one segment. Like, yeah. I thought it was just someone named Radio Row that I had an interview with. I mm-hmm. didn't know the whole thing was called Radio Row. Yeah, well, now you got And you know what? This is, to be honest, this is kind of spacious because of COVID. Usually these tables are, like, super jam-packed together. Oh. And to be honest, this is really quiet. Like, on a scale of Friday 10, pre-COVID, like, that's when it's just absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. This is probably, like, a 3.2 right now. Oh. So man. this is like you come back here on a Friday. I, I don't know what it's going to be like this year uh-huh. because of, you know, the situation with COVID. But, man, it's uh, it can get a little nutty. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Josh Palmer. I mean, a few years back here in Ontario, you go down to the States, you play high school, three-star recruit, you wind up going to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Then you're with the Chargers. You got to kind of like pinch yourself sometimes. You go, is this stuff all for real? Uh, Sometimes. Not really. Just because the way I am, I don't really like to – I don't give myself enough time to just let things sink in. I'm always trying to move forward, mm-hmm. um, get the next thing done. Um, but to answer your question, no, nah, I don't really, I don't really pinch myself. But sometimes when I, uh, on my TV when I play music, and uh, my TV cuts to like pictures that are on my phone just as a screensaver, mm-hmm. and I see me in a Chargers uniform with the NFL emblem, and I look at it, I'm like, oh crap! Like, I'm really in the NFL, you know? Yeah. You talk about that drive and always kind of moving forward. Where's that come from? Uh, pretty much how I was raised by my parents. Um, uh, just, I think it. I think it. So I think it came when I moved to for, to St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida. Um, just having a goal, and then from there, it just kept like a snowball, snowball effect. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until now. I just strictly just focused on the next thing I have to do in order to get better. You know, it's interesting when you talk to players that have made that move, and I know a couple, of course, Chase Claypool went from Abbotsford to Notre Dame. Uh, Terrell Janis, another kid we know that was from Vancouver, went out to Virginia, went to a prep school, then played four years or had four really good years with the Cavaliers. But they talk about that jump. And, and, you know, Claypool mentioned it. He said for him, the bigger jump wasn't going from Notre Dame to the NFL. For him, it was more going from Abbey High, Abbotsford High School, to Notre Dame. What was the biggest jump for you? Was it going to high school in Florida? Was it going to Tennessee? Or was it going to NFL? Going to going to Florida. Yeah. Going to high school in Florida. Yeah. For sure, it was the biggest jump. Yeah. Uh, just competition was different. Um, you know, going up against Asante Samuel, my teammate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, going up against those guys and seeing the receivers that were there when I got there, it was it was a big it was a wake up call for sure. And a lot of my development came from being in high school down there. Yeah, because I think a lot of times if you're the guy, the big fish in the small pond, you can get by with athleticism. Mm-hmm. When you're matched up against another athlete, now you got to develop your skills. Mm-hmm. you got to develop your techniques. I mm-hmm. imagine that's what happened to you in Florida. Yeah, for sure. Um, my receiver coach down there, well, the head coach was Roger Harriet, still there. Um, my receiver coach, uh, Glenn Holt, uh, he's still there too. Um, that was his first year, my first year there. So. And we built a great relationship, and he helped me a lot, especially in those off seasons going into the into my senior season um, at St. Thomas. And he still helps me to this day, you know, with developing little things. Just being surrounded by those guys forces you to get better. Like, you really have no choice. Yeah. If you want to make it far, you really have no choice but to get better. What was it like being recruited by Tennessee and winding up there? 
It was fun. Yeah. You know, the whole recruiting process was fun. You know, I went down to Tennessee and I, I loved it. Um, why I loved it was because it, it was quiet. There wasn't a lot of stuff going on. I tell you what, the, one of the deciding factors of me going to Tennessee was, um, I had two teammates. Phone call from Peyton Manning? No, 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 no. I had a, I had a team. I had a Brandon Johnson, Latrell Williams at the time when they were there. They recruited me, and they dropped me off at the wrong hotel. And uh, I went up to my room, and I, I went into the hotel, and I was like, this hotel looks different. I don't know if I walked into a different door, but I go up to the room, and I hear someone showering. I'm like, nah, this is not, I'm sure this is not the hotel. So, like, second nature, I just searched up my hotel and walked. But it wasn't a big deal to me to have to search it up and walk. It was almost like, you know, it's whatever. It doesn't really, mm-hmm. I don't really care that much. And then on that walk, I was like, if I'm, if I'm comfortable enough to walk, in a city I'd never been in before, trying to yeah. find some, I, I just felt like I could be here. Talk about the Chargers as well. Your transition to the National Football League. You mentioned it. Probably not as much of a shock to the system as it was going from Ontario to Florida, but still, I mean, you're going from playing sometimes against boys, and I hate to use that mm-hmm. term, but 17-year-old young men, whatever term you want to use, to well going up against men yeah. when you're playing in the National Football League. Yeah, for League. sure. I think the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing is not the football field is more so mentally um they're way more experienced they've been in these in situations before that we've never been in they know how to do a lot of things we've never we've never been able to we've never done before coming into the nfl like how to manage an off season how to manage in season um and you know you feel like you guys have we, that we have a lot of co- in common but when all the conversations are around you are, um, where's your kids going to school? <laughs> or yeah. um, my wife and I are going on our anniversary trip or this and that. It's almost like, dang, like these guys are way older than me talking about, <laughs> talking about what, what school their kids are going to go you, to. You want to play Madden with somebody <laughs> and these guys are trying to make life decisions, yeah. right? Um, so when you make that adjustment to the National Football League, the, the one thing that you hear is just like eat, breathe, sleep football. And you touched on it as well, the mental aspect, mm-hmm. that component, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean – how do you get through all of that in terms of, you know, thinking, eating, breathing football 24-7? It doesn't just happen, but I forced myself my senior year at Tennessee to act as if I was playing for Tennessee, the NFL football team. Gotcha. That's how I prepared every day, and that's how I kind of run around my, about my business my senior year was forcing myself to believe that I was already in the NFL and how would I treat this year as my rookie year in the NFL. So just so I could I could grow. So when that transition happened, it wasn't it wasn't brand new. I wasn't I wasn't learning how to do things that I didn't do before because I was trying to put myself in that situation. 33 catches, 353 yards, four touchdowns. I'm thinking to myself your ceiling given your background, right? The fact that, you know, you, you came out of Ontario and Florida, Tennessee. I'm thinking your ceiling is probably still so much higher than where mm-hmm. you're at right now mm-hmm. because you still have so much more to learn, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see to see how I develop in, in years to come. I know I have a lot more to, to learn, and that's what motivates me. You know, I wake up every day wanting to learn and grow. Um, live, learn, and grow is what, I, is what I tell myself every day, and, you know, that ceiling that everyone likes to talk about is, you know, I don't really see a ceiling. I just try to get try to get better every single day until the day I can't, which is the day I stop playing sports. What's the biggest thing you got to improve on? 
Oh, um, you know, I can I can list off everything. Um, you know, as a receiver, you always want to work on coming in and out of your breaks, mm-hmm. um, route efficiency. Um, a big thing I want to le- work on is being able to hold a route. Um, when I say hold a route, not making, not giving away what you're about to do, holding mm-hmm. a straight line, uh, run after the catch, be more explosive um, with the ball in my hands, making more explosive plays down the field. Be a better blocker. For sure. Don't be forget better about blocker. that, right? Be a better blocker. Yeah, See, that, that's like an old coach always talking. Don't yeah. forget about being a better blocker. Yeah, I feel like blocking comes with, comes with the position. So yeah. it's like. But, you know, you, you look at your group on offense, and, I mean, I mean, it starts with Justin Herbert. This kid, people are talking about, you know, after the first month, people are saying MVP, MVP candidate. Man, I watched your team this year, and much like a few teams in the NFL, I couldn't figure you guys out because one week you look like world beaters. The next week you'd struggle against, you know, one of the bottom feeders. What do the Chargers need to do just to be more consistent and become that 11 or 12 win team? Um, and I know stopping the yeah. run is the obvious thing to say, but – more so from you know an X's no perspective or even just from a mental perspective i don't think i'd have the answer that'd probably be an answer for the head coach mm-hmm. um, oh good answer yeah. See, that's a veteran answer right there too. <laughs> I think that'd be that's a, good that'd be an answer for the head coach but in terms of my development and how to help and how i can help the team is just be more consistent and i think every player would say that um just be more consistent in in the little things too because it's little things that go a long way um miss foot here miss foot there miss block there and you know just having the mental stamina to do it every time Justin Herbert, I gotta ask you about this guy. I mean, how special is this guy gonna be when it's all said and done? He's a he's a great player, but he's a better person than he is a player. Which a lot of people don't know because you know, what makes him such a great person? It's just how he is. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's nice. He's a nice guy. Um, he's down to earth. Um, he's not really into the media like that. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny when you see it. Um, but nah, he doesn't. He doesn't really. Uh, he doesn't boast a lot. He just. He's just neutral about uh, neutral about everything. Just given the way you talked about him, sounds like a guy that players would want to follow. Yeah, yeah, he right. is. He is for sure. Yeah. Okay, I mean, becoming an NFL player, it's a big thing, right? I mean, but you've also looked beyond being an NFL player, giving back, you know, branding, all of that stuff. When you think of Josh Palmer off the field, what are some of the things that you have going on that you want to emphasize, and what are some of the goals you have there? Off the field? You know, I'm still uh, I'm still learning who Josh Palmer is hmm. and what I like and what I want to do. You know, I do have um, – I do want to act. Um, I've always been interested in acting. Probably for, probably for about three, three, four years now I've yeah. always been interested in acting. Well, you're, in the right, you're in the right place in L.A., yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. never took an acting class ever. No, I, mean, I took one my, my freshman year. Uh, but at that time, I didn't know I wanted to act, so I was just trying to get by. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to act. But in terms of everything else um, – you know, I'm still learning. I'm still learning who I am. I'm a big Star Wars fan. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, of course, the big game, Rams and Bengals. Uh, do you have a team that you might be rooting for? A team that you know, you you, you might have a, a link with? Anything like mm-hmm. that? Uh, well, we def- we obviously have a link with LA with the Rams, just because we share the stadium. But honestly, so you're rooting for the Bengals then? <laughs> <laughs> some would think. Some would think. But no, I don't. I don't really. I don't really care that much. Yeah. Um, I just want to see a good game. Yeah. Um, you know, we got two beasts going at it. So we'll see who comes up. Chase and Cup, I imagine you, you probably watch those guys a little mm-hmm. bit and got to admire what they bring to the table too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, great receivers. Yeah. Great receivers. What do you think separates them from the rest of the pack? Consistency. Yeah. For sure. Just being able to do it every single time. Yeah. 
That's you know it, it, it's an easy answer, mm-hmm. but, it's but it's not easy. something easy to attain. Yeah, it's right? easier said than done. Yeah, much easier. Josh, this has been great. We appreciate you stopping by. Continued success with the Chargers. A lot of people in Canada proud of you, of course, being a Canadian out of Brampton, Ontario. Yeah. And uh, like I said, uh, great having you here and best of luck. All right, for sure. Thank you for having me. This is the Super Bowl Show presented by Northwest Tank Lines. It's the Moj, Bob Marjanovic. And as we mentioned, throughout the course of the week, it's a potpourri. You don't know who's going to show up, who we're going to talk to, what we're going to talk about. And we're thrilled to have Major League catcher Ryan LaVarnway join us now. He is, of course, a former member of the Boston Red Sox, was there from 2011 through 2014. He's kind of bounced around a little bit since then. Hey, Ryan, I could probably use that in a polite manner, but hey, you're still in the major leagues last year with the Cleveland Indians. That's right. I've been all over the place. I've been having fun. I love playing ball, and hopefully I can keep going this next year. So we mentioned the Red Sox. Ryan Dempster, World Series champ with the Red Sox. He's a local BC boy. Yeah, you got the ring on right now. You're you're styling, profiling. What are some of your good Demp stories? Because I'm sure you got to have a whole bunch. Well, the the first one that comes to mind is when we were playing in Seattle. I had gotten to the field early one day. It was just me and Dempster. We're the only ones in the whole clubhouse. And he's working on a crossword puzzle, and he goes to he goes to take a shower. So he's down in a towel, and he's walking past my locker. He goes, "Hey, did you steal my pen?" I'm like, no, I didn't. Why would I steal your pen, right? And, and then he drops the towel, and he starts walking away. And as he walks away, I see the pen sticking out of his butt crack. <laughs> Let me guess, you didn't want to use that pen, did you? No, it wasn't my pen to begin with, but if it was, I wasn't going to ask for yeah. it back. Ryan was one of those guys, like, I mean, we've known him for ages and just, just a character. I mean, you know, everybody just see everybody sees the, the Harry Carey impersonations, but... You know, you talk to guys that would play with them, stories like that, they just kind of resonate, and man, oh, man, it's a lot of fun. You know, another guy that I got to know a little bit with the Red Sox, really good guy. I met him a couple of years ago at the Super Bowl. Now it was Jackie Bradley Jr. Jackie Bradley is one of my favorite human beings that I've, I've had the chance to play with. I love that guy. Yeah, he was uh, so polite. And we were, at a, we were at the Wheels Up party on a Saturday, and we're just sitting there chatting, and he had a South Carolina Gamecocks jacket. I said, you play football in South Carolina? He says, no. So, so, well, so I knew some guys that played there, played BC. We had a guy named Justin Sorensen that played uh, for the Lions for, for a few years. He was from South Carolina. He's a BC guy. And we just start chatting. And we're chatting about, you know, where you're from. Oh, I'm from Vancouver. You know, we start chatting. And, and like about eight, ten minutes into the conversation, oh, yeah, by the way, my name's Bob Marjanovic. She goes, hey, how you doing? Jackie Bradley Jr. I go, hold on, that Jackie Bradley Jr.? Like, you never, like, he was so low-key, just unassuming yeah exactly and just just a great guy and we, we kind of uh we had a lot of fun that night we wound up going to the uh the Foo Fighters there you go the guy well the guy who's the manager of the Foo Fighters is a big Red Sox fan and I'm trying to remember the guy's name he's the manager of it and he just you know he was we show up in the we had the backstage pass the whole nine yards and Jackie shows up and you know he's just like over the moon right talking Red Sox and all that but you know the one thing about Boston though that's really cool and you know, having known people that played for, for the Bruins and such, but uh, I'm sure it probably holds true with the Red Sox. Something about that city and the relationship it has with its fans and its athletes, right? I mean, it's unique. Yeah. It's very unique. I don't think you see that type of relationship in different cities. No, so I've played for eight teams now. I'm almost at a third of the whole league. And there's something about Boston that no one else, no other city can measure up to. You're you're either you're either losing, you know. I was there for four years. We had two losing seasons where we were last in the league, and people are so passionate about how much you suck if you're losing in Boston. 
But then when we won the World Series and we had the other winning season, there's nothing better because they're so passionate and they care so much. And if every city was like that, I mean, sports would take over the whole world. And, you know, the one thing I noticed, especially in that North End, guys that played on the Bruins and are walking around. And, you know, Edelman's another guy who kind of hung out with the Patriots. He was in that North End quite a bit. But they're just one of the guys. Yeah. Right? It's almost like these guys have, like, day jobs and they're – they're playing for these teams at <laughs> night or something. You know what I mean? It just seems they're not put on this huge pedestal like you see in other right. cities. They're, they're just one of our guys, right? Yeah. Well, so I grew up here in L.A., and it's like when you see the celebrities at the mall or you see them going to the grocery store, there's kind of an unwritten rule that you know just let them go about their lives. It's, that's how it is in L.A. You, you see celebrities all the day, um, every day. When you're in Boston and you see these Boston athletes outside of, like, Big Poppy and, and Tom Brady who mm-hmm. are on another level. Yeah. Everybody's like, let them, let them live their lives. Like, they, they might give you a jab like, hey, why'd you strike out or why'd you swing at that 2-2 pitch yesterday? But in general, they're going to let you live your life. Yeah. Big Pop, you mentioned going into the Hall of Fame. What type of impact did he have on you? This dude was larger than life. I mean, not only in size, but the way he went about his business, the way that he was a super smart baseball player on top of being physically talented, he did all the little things the right way. You talk about when, when little leaguers and, and high school kids are trying to hit home runs every single pitch for, from the time they pick up a bat to the time they put it down at night. David Ortiz would take batting practice every single day. The first round he hit opposite right line drives right down the line. You know, by that by the last round, by the time the fans were in the stands, he's trying to aim for that red seat, you know, yeah. deep in right field. But he did everything the right way. He was really smart. One story I have about David Ortiz he, he didn't really sit in the dugout a lot because he was either in the clubhouse on his phone reading a magazine during the game, and then he would come up. When it's his turn, when it's his turn to hit, he's there. But there was a, a rookie pitcher that was coming up that he had never faced before. He watched video on him. He knew exactly what this pitcher was going to do to him. As he was leading off the next inning, he said, this guy's going to throw me two sliders for a strike. I'm going to fall behind 0-2. Third pitch, he's going to try to get me to chase one in the dirt. I'm not going to swing at that. Then he's going to go fastball up. I'm going to leave that one go. And then on the 2-2 pitch, he's going to try to flip a curveball in there again. I'm going to put it over the monster oppo. <laughs> Tell me that's the way it played I'll out. Be, I'll be damned if that's not exactly what happened. And we're sitting in the dugout like, I can't believe this. But he was on another level mentally and physically. You know the thing with great athletes, the superstar athletes, you hear this quite a bit, is that everybody just thinks that, oh, they've been blessed with this God-given ability and, you know, that's it. But what people don't realize is, yeah, you've got that God-given ability, but all of these great athletes, you hear it in football, first in, last out. Yep. You know, same thing with the clubhouse. All these great athletes have unbelievable work ethics that match that talent that allows them to get the most of what they have. And, and I had the, you know, I was lucky enough to play in the Olympics this last year, and that was the, the best part about the Olympics for me was Olympic Village Gym where I'm seeing the best of the best in the world of all these sports that you never get to see what they do behind the scenes. They're in the gym doing the things that make them great before they go out to the field and get all the glory and and the gold medals and the TV time. So your career, like we we mentioned, you bounced around. World Series got to be the highlight playing in Boston. But what what other cities, what other franchises stand out for you? I think the Pirates is an underrated city and an underrated organization. I know they haven't had a winning team in a while. But I like what the Pirates organization is all about. They honor the legacy of Roberto Clemente. Mm-hmm. They're all about community service, being involved, making the world a better place. And for their players, they're all about the mental skills, the mental side of the game, mental health. So I really appreciated the Pirates for that. And then when I played in Cincinnati, I had another highlight. You know, I, I had been released from AAA with the Yankees the day before. 
I got to make I got to fall upwards into the big leagues with the Reds. They had a couple injuries, and I broke the franchise record for RBIs in a debut. And it was unbelievable. The, the Cincinnati f- fan base mm-hmm. might rival the Boston fan base. Yeah, and uh, you talk about rich storied histories with the Reds. I mean, Rose, Perez, oh my God, yeah. Concepcion. You know, you can go on and on and on about the big red. Joe Morgan, right? I mean, how could we forget about him with that big red machine of the 70s? Baseball, before we talk about what's going to happen in the spring, hopefully there will be spring training. We'll talk about some of your favorite spring training haunts as well. <laughs> um, the game itself. I mean, I'm a little old school. I like seeing guys go nine innings. I like seeing stolen bases. I like seeing hit and runs. I like seeing bunts. I mean, but analytics, it seems it's taken all that out of the game. From a guy who plays the game now, I mean, everyone talks about the three outcomes, right? As a player who's involved with it, and, you know, is there every single day. What is the general attitude among the players seeing all those elements of the game disappear? I think the players are all for what is going to help us win. So when you talk about defensive shifts, I hate it when I'm hitting because they get me out. But when I'm catching, if a ball goes in the hole and we could have been shifting, I'm like, I'm like rolling my eyes like, why weren't we shifting? Mm-hmm. You can't go backwards in the information game. Once, now that we know what works, I don't think there's ever going to be going back. At this point, the pitching in the league is so effing good, it's hard to get three hits. It's hard to manufacture those runs, especially now that they're taking away the soft hits. They're taking away the hard hits with line drives also. Yeah. So I think it, it would be better for the game to have more offense, more contact. I think we've got to find a way to do that. And whether you, whether you talk about lowering the, the angle of the mound, backing it up a little bit, that's another issue where you talk about the health of pitchers' arms. But I think the information that we have is the best that it's ever been, and we're trying to find a way. Every team is trying to find a way to win. And since I've played for eight teams in the big leagues and and ten overall, every team thinks that they're doing it better than everyone else. I know that better than anyone because I've been so many different places. The the way that they measure catcher-receiving statistics is individual to every team. The way that they measure defensive shifts, I'll tell you, every team thinks they're doing it better than everyone else also. It's a race to see who can do it better. Ryan, is there a team that stood out for you in terms of analytics that perhaps was ahead of the others? That's a good question. Um, I like the way the Indians are doing it. Obviously, that's who I was with last year. Uh, but every place I've been, when they show me how they're going through the stats and I'm, and I'm learning their system, they say, we do this a little bit better than everyone else here. So what does the future hold for Ryan Lavarne? Well, as soon as this lockout ends, I'm hoping someone signs me to a contract because i got a lot of good baseball left in me. Still a young guy, right? Yeah, I'm still young. i got, I, I got a lot of baseball. What are we looking at in terms of this lockout? What's your gut feeling? Are we going to be back seeing spring training, or is it going to take a while, or are we going to see the season start May, June? I mean, what's your feeling? I think we might, we might be a little bit delayed, but my thought about how human beings operate is that when homework is due the next day, we do our homework, and we're getting pretty close to homework being due. So I hope that the two sides can get together. Both sides can make a little bit of a compromise because it's not good for baseball to have no baseball. I love it. I want to get out there and play. I know all the players want to get out there and play. We just want to make sure that we're leaving the game better than we found it. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, spring training is one of my highlights. Every year I go down to Phoenix and just hang out by surprise in Peoria and Goodyear. Um, you've done spring training, I imagine, both in Florida and Arizona. 
A lot of guys like Arizona, they kind of lean towards Arizona just because of the fact that, well, there's no real long bus rides. Are you more of an Arizona guy than a Florida guy? Yeah, I've had I've had 12 spring trainings in Florida, and I've had two in Arizona. And <laughs> one of the ones in Arizona, I was at the WBC in Asia, and I missed most of it. So I've really spent one spring training in Arizona. The biggest difference is those bus rides. I'm the kind of guy that's going to every single game. Mm-hmm. I'm not the... I'm not the David Ortiz who didn't even have gray pants in his locker. <laughs> All right? He, he's playing home games only. Uh, so when you're going to every single game, it's either a five-hour bus ride to the game, play the game, five-hour bus ride back, yeah. or you go down the street, you play a game, and you go back to your hotel. Yeah. Well, that, that's the one thing about, you know, you see guys in Phoenix uh, spring training games, they get their couple of bats in, fourth, fifth inning, they're walking out with their bags, they're heading to the They're on car. the golf course. Exactly. They're going golfing and having a little fun. Ryan, this has been a lot of fun. Before we let you go, man, football game. I mean, you've yeah. got to be a football guy from Cali. You're rooting for the Rams, I guess? You know what? You would think I was rooting for the Rams, but I'm a, I'm a big root for the under, underdog guy. Okay. I've played on a bunch of teams where everyone counted us out. No one gave us a chance. Team Israel was one of those teams where they called us the Jamaican bobsled team of baseball, the wannabes, has-beens, and never mm-hmm. worse. And you saw what we did. We, you know, we beat the number three, four, five, and nine teams in the world. So my head says Rams, but my, but my heart says Bengals. And I play with my heart, so I'm going Bengals. Awesome stuff. Ryan, thanks for stopping by. It was awesome talking some baseball with you, and enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you. Ryan LaVarnway, World Series champion with the Boston Red Sox, paying us a visit. And like we said, all week long here at Radio Road, this is not about football. We're going to talk. It's a potpourri. I keep telling people. We're going to talk to, like, athletes from different sports. We'll talk to actors, comedians, you name it. It's all done here at Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. All right, now. Before we get out of here, I've got to tell you, if you're looking for a place to watch the big game on Sunday, we have you covered around the lower mainland. In Richmond, the spot to be is the Pioneers Pub, our home all season long for road Seahawks pre- and post-game shows. Ronnie Patterson and the crew down there taking good care of you. Pioneers Pub, the coldest, freshest, cheapest beer in town, food specials, and football prizes all day long. If you're in Delta, Ladner will check out the Landing Pub and Grill in the heart of Ladner. You'll see the big autograph, Kurt Appleby, glossy on the wall there, with the best selection of cold craft beer, big game prizing all day day. Now, if you need to stock up for the big game, you're staying at home, well, check out the Rivers Reach Liquor Store on 6th Street in my hometown of New Westminster, right there, 6th and Blackford. And, of course, they have the Newport Liquor Store right there in Port Moody, does George Petropavlis and his crew, and the Johnston Street Liquor Store in Coquitlam. And the last thing I'm going to throw in here, if you need some pizza, well, Mike Whittingham, he's stocked up on these guys, and he just swears by them. Bucky's Pizza in South Surrey. Be sure to order the best pizza in town, of course. Bucky's Pizza. Check them out at buckyspizzeria.com. And that's a wrap for Episode 3. More to come from Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today.